0: Today, our first reading is about what is called the Council of Jerusalem. First meeting, really, that we have of various Christians coming together who disagreed and trying to hammer out what this new thing's just starting to be called the church was going to be. And um, we look back at this, Orthodox and Catholics both, we say it's a a prefiguring of the ecumenical councils we've had, starting with the Council of Nicaea and the latest one being Vatican II, which are the most important things in uh, the church understanding who it is. But don't get caught up in thinking about this just as a historical moment. It talks about issues we face every day as church, even and the group of people who assemble in this room for daily Mass. Let's take a moment to ask God to continue to give us the grace to seek what is His will. It happens to us all. We reach a time in our relationship with God, in our faith where we are struggling. And we don't know how well we're doing. So we look at the people around us and compare. It's an easy way to get concrete, measurable data. Some of you in this room have degrees in engineering or other hard sciences. And so it seems like the right thing to do. But it's usually the secondary things that we can see in other people. We can't really judge somebody's interior faith life by the actions we can see. But, you know, when you see somebody who comes to daily Mass, good score for everybody in the room, or people who pray rosaries all the time, you know, it's more likely that they are working on their interior life than the average bear. To me, I think this is a lot of what the Council of Jerusalem in the year about 50, was about. For Christians, how important was it to follow the laws of the Old Testament? Some Christians had been Jews, still identified as Jews, and had these 613 things that they were supposed to do. But these Gentiles who were becoming Christians had no experience of that. So did they need to follow all that to be good Christians or not? Were these 613 precepts secondary externals, or were they signs of the essential inner attitude of Christianity? Today, we as Christians don't usually argue about circumcision, thank God, or about sacrifices to idols, but the issues of the Council of Jerusalem are still with us. For example, we spend a lot of time in this country arguing about the right way or the wrong way to celebrate liturgy. And there were two priests in this diocese who recently posted an article on Facebook that I felt I had to respond to. Two priests that posted an article from another priest elsewhere in the country who said, if you are truly a Christian, you will kneel down and receive communion on the tongue. Because otherwise, you just really don't have enough respect for the Eucharist. And I said, you know, I don't understand how you can look at an external act and tell people whether they have the right internal attitude. When I receive on the hand, I think I still am recognizing the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. And I think that I'm celebrating the fact that, you know, Jesus walked among us. And uh, one of these priests wrote back and said, oh, no, 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 no. You know, you are, um, you know, that is too ordinary. That is... To do that, we need to, you know, have it be more different. And I said, well, I said, maybe it's ordinary in the same way as Jesus being born in a stall. Are our fights about liturgy, about secondary externals, or are they signs of the essential inner attitudes we need to be Christians? We may have differences, but maybe if we could have an argument where we keep in mind Jesus' orders to the disciples at the Last Supper, remain in my love. Holy Spirit, help us to always keep in Jesus' love. Amen.